Good morning and welcome everyone to this wonderful Sunday morning. Welcome to everyone on Zoom with our church. Welcome to everyone on Facebook Live, YouTube Live and all those that are on Catch Up. Welcome and just relax and enjoy and be blessed. Stephen. And just to remind you now that we are also available on podcasts. So if you want to catch up with us during the week just on audio, you can go to us on Spotify, on iTunes on a variety of ways of listening to us. So for those of you who like to go for a jog, those of you who like to go for a walk, guess what? You can have me and Shan in your head <laughs> all the way around. How good does it get? It really, really is good. Anyway, what we want to do right now is we just want to hear your thanks, um, anything you want to be thankful for, anything that's happened over the past week. Uh, and again, as we play our first worship song, if you, just, if you would like to put it in the chat, uh, those on Facebook, those on YouTube, you can also put a comment in and we will come back and mention your comments at the end of the worship song. So our first worship song is I Stand Amazed in the Presence of Jesus the Nazarene.
incredible hymn to start the service with, an absolutely fantastic one. How marvellous, how wonderful, and my Saviour's love shall ever be. Let me just read out a few of the um, comments that we've had coming things, things to be thankful for, we were asking you. Uh, I'm thankful for my colleagues at work who've been supporting one another in a difficult week. I'm thankful that God has a plan when I don't have a plan. I'm thankful that God's faithfulness and mercy are new every day. I'm thankful for God's creation that we're able to see and walk in. Um, I'm thankful for the opportunity and ability to pray for strangers. I'm thankful for the food bank that is available here uh, within the church through Be a Good Neighbour. I'm thankful for song. I'm thankful for, thankful for being able to sing a great song. I'm thankful for this great hymn. And I'm thankful that a friend's cancer diagnosis was not as bad as first thought or feared. Mm. Can we pray for all those things, guys? Let's be thankful for everything that, we, that God has really brought before us this day. So, Father in heaven, we are so thankful for you. 
We're thankful for your son, Jesus, and we're thankful for the presence of your Holy Spirit. So we want to have a heart of gratitude that uh, everything that we do today, we are able to express our love and our thanks towards you. So for all the things that we have mentioned and the many, many more that are going through our heads, we say thank you. Thank you for being such a wonderful God. In Jesus' mighty name I ask. Amen. Okay, folks, what we're going to do now, we've got a couple of videos coming up now. The first one is actually Marcia doing a prayer um, video, a prayer update. We're so thankful for Marcia being able to mm. record these videos. And um, please do listen intently, write down any little notes that you might want to, and re just remember to pray for the things also during the week. And the second video, which we're going to show afterwards, is we have a little farewell message, actually, from Chris and Pete Roberts. And uh, they just want to say farewell. They're moving away shortly. And they have a little message just uh, to share with the, well, with our friends at Crew mm -hmm. Community Church. So first of all, Marcia. Morning, everybody. This week, I'd like us to pray for our arts and entertainment industry, which has been so severely affected by the pandemic. All our entertainment venues, our theatres, our music halls, and so forth have been closed during the pandemic and many people's livelihoods have been affected. And of course, music and the arts and literature and theatre and entertainment are uh, part of our culture, part of our heritage. Um, they're our shared experiences and they're a great way of communicating um, as humans to, towards one another. And God made us in his image and he is the God of creation. And of course, much of this activity has ground to a halt. So Lord, we just pray for all people who are creative and artistic, who work in the entertainment industry, people who uh, work in music, in the arts, in literature, in TV and media. And Lord, we just ask that you will provide for them, that you will provide for them financially, Lord, and that you will provide for them emotionally at this time. And Father God, we have been aware how impoverished we have been by not being able to partake in these kinds of activities. And Lord, as we consider um, the opening up of society, as we look forward in hope to being able to go back to some kind of normality, Lord, I just pray that the entertainment industry will rise up again and will come back with a new life and new energy. And Father God, I pray that you will raise up artists of all kinds who can express and communicate the creative aspect of our Father God. Lord, I pray that there will be a cleansing of our entertainment industry. Lord, that there will be a tiredness and a fatigue towards the things of the past that have not been godly. And that there will be a new and fresh spirit, Lord, that blows through our entertainment industry. A spirit, Lord, that brings um, back more wholesome aspects of entertainment and arts. Lord, a spirit that will bring a revelation of your goodness and your godliness. Lord, a spirit that will bring a real freshness and a real joy to our entertainment industry. Lord, we just ask your blessing upon all these things. In Jesus' name, Amen. Hi everyone. Now we haven't moved yet, although some of you may have thought we had. 
We are now in the process of finalising our fourth sale attempt. Yes, it has been very challenging. So, here we are this morning to say goodbye after many years of being part of CCC. We would love to have had you all round for coffee and cake to be able to say goodbye, but sadly that's not been possible. So just to explain why the move, our children have wanted us to move nearer to them for a long time. So the choice for us was Newbury, Surrey or Australia. Due to cost and distance, the latter two were certainly out of the question. So we started to look seriously at moving in 2019 into 2020. 2020 has obviously been a year that not us but many people will never forget for many reasons. Looking to move house in the middle of a, of a pandemic was certainly not on our agenda. Through this year we've learnt what it is to rest under the shadow of our God. Psalm 32 talks about his indeed being our hiding place. Being in isolation has been the hardest time in our marriage but we have survived and we're still friends. Just. <laughs> Aren't we? <laughs> yeah. We have so missed our friends and those are also precious coffee and cake dates for me. We have so many happy memories of life in CCC. It's been a privilege to head up Freedom in Christ Ministries. Pastor Steve took us on a Freedom in Christ training day many years ago and then asked us to introduce the ministry to the church. What a journey. A tough challenge, but it changed our lives. The ethos of the course is that Jesus came to set the captive free. We soon realised this message was not just for those in the community, but in the church also. Some of us are captives without even knowing it. Such a powerful message. This course is a tool used to lead captives into freedom. If you haven't attended the course, we would encourage you to consider it. Yes, Chris and I have had our lives changed by this course because it's based on uncompromising biblical truth. Apart from our involvement in this course, we have also really enjoyed many DIY challenges together. Converting the manse into a family centre and then a few years later converting it back to a manse. Converting the children's loo in the main hall into an office and then years later converting it into the current disabled loo. I've also enjoyed working with Jim and Cochrane as we battled to get, to get the new hall completed. Jim and I work well together with his broad Scots accent and my slight hearing impairment. Communication was not always easy, but it was great fun. Thanks Jim, I've learnt a lot from you. I also enjoyed working with Rob Hinton as we together undertook some of the multitude of DIY tasks. Unfortunately, we were unable to complete some of them before the virus struck. So, it is with sadness we say goodbye, yet we're looking forward to the next chapter in our lives. If any of you, when travelling or near Thatcham, around the Berkshire area, um, find yourself, then please call in for a coffee. We'd love to see you. But anyway, we're not really that far away and I'm sure we'll be popping down here quite often. So to end this goodbye, we'd like to just leave you with something that Peter and I have discussed, prayed about and reflected on 
over the last year. We see a world that has been absolutely turned upside down, a world where there are no boundaries, no disciplines, no values. Yet for us as Christians, we have a great hope in Jesus, as it says in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. What a great hope that is. We've been challenged about not compromising on sharing the full gospel of Jesus Christ to tell of the need to repent of our sin, asking forgiveness, and then receiving that incredible gift of the Holy Spirit as we are washed clean from sin, shame, and death. What a wonderful Redeemer. His love is unconditional. His grace is absolutely amazing. That unmerited favour. We have done nothing to deserve this, but he has given us his all. The hope of the world is in Jesus. So we leave this with our love to you all, Pete and Chris. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Thank you, Chris and Peace. Peace. Pete, even you have peace with that. Um, yeah, I'm really thankful for Chris and Pete and for everything that they have done. They have literally held the church together with sticky tape and prayers at times just to keep us going. They have been there for my family. They have been there um, for Erin and Amy as they started and embarked on their married life. They have been truly a couple full of grace and compassion and we will sorely miss them. We have another worship song and while this worship song is going on, what I would really, really like you to do is to write your thanks to Chris and Pete. Uh, it could be anything personal at all, just a personal thank you to them because they have literally been there and upheld everyone and the church through their dedication and through their passion. So as we listen to the next worship, so worship song, I haven't got my teeth in today, please, you know, just write your thanks. Sing. 
Amen. Thank you ever so much for all the comments that are coming in for Chris and Pete. I'm just going to read out some of them. Uh, God bless you, Chris and Pete, in this new chapter of your life. Thank you for your encouragement. Um, I will always miss our chats. Thank you for your faithfulness to our family. Thank you for the support both of you have been to both of us. Um, thank you for your friendship and amazing dedication. Uh, thank you for your valuable friendship and wisdom. Thank you for all the ministry that you have done at CCC and for your wisdom and for your advice. Thank you for your true friendship. Thank you for your painting skills. Um, Chris and Pete, remember that God has a plan for you, even in tough times and times of turmoil. God's hand is on you and God's hand is with you. And I'm just reading another couple on the screen. Thank you for your understanding and for your support and everything that you have given me. Do you know what, guys? In all the messages, you know, I, I totally agree mm -hmm. with everything. Pete and Chris, you have both been incredible friends to so, so many people in the church over the years. Take out all the things that you have done, which has been many, you know, from admin to painting to, to all kinds of stuff and the freedom in Christ. The thing that remains is the friendship that you have brought to CCC in the years that you have been here. So, Father, I want to pray for Pete and I pray for Chris. I pray for the transition um, to their new place in Thatcham. I pray that everything goes well. But, Lord, we pray that your presence goes with them. And also, Lord, that whenever they get to the new place, they know that the hearts of Crew Kern is also with them. We thank you for the friendship mm -hmm. that they have been. And we respond with a heart full, a heart full of thanks also towards them. Chris and Pete, we love you. We are going to miss you. You have been incredible friends and we are going to miss you. But thank you for everything that you have done. On behalf of everyone at CCC, thank you. Well, it's up to me to introduce myself this week. We chat with Sean. And for me, I'm having a lovely chat with someone who I would consider a really good friend of mine. Someone who um, means an awful lot to me. And she doesn't understand her value in my life, but she really is a very valuable person. So I'm going to not say who it is, but enjoy Chat with Sean this week. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another Chat with Sean. Today I have the lovely Nana with me, who is one of my co-helpers in Aspire. But Nana, would you like to introduce yourself to those that may not know you? Okay. Um, my name is Nana. That's what most people call me by, but uh, my Christian name is P. Gold, which is unique. <laughs> um, um, originally from Ghana, we moved into the UK in 2012 and we managed to find ourselves in the centre of the world, which is Crew Can. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, we um, joined Crew Can Community Church and yeah, uh, basically that's a bit about me. I've got a little one. Um, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, thank you, Nana. So how have you found that the lockdown and the pandemic has affected you and your family? Um, the, obviously, it's been, it's been really hard. It's been hard times. And um, I know everybody's struggled with it. Everybody's dealt with it differently. Um, and we're not, we're no different. But at the same time, I found some more positives in it as well. Um, because... I think my sisters always laugh at me and say, oh, you always find the good out of everything. I'm like, yeah, because within this pandemic, I've been one of the fortunate people not to lose a job. And I've been one of the fortunate people to work from home as well. Um, and it's obviously given me more time to spend with Ethan. It's given me more time to spend with the family because at the beginning of the pandemic, everybody was home. So we had kind of a lot of time together. Oh. So 
it really, really did help. Was I know it was it's, it wasn't the nicest situation going on, but how I found myself in it, I happened to kind of really be very grateful about it because I got the opportunity to spend more time with Ethan because I, I found it really valuable in a way. But yeah, so that's how I have found it. It's been terrible, but yeah, there's been some positive sides to it as well. I think that precious moment in time is just such a, I think it's something a generation of people will never get back again, even despite the sort of awfulness of the pandemic, that time that we have been able to just stop yeah. and be with family. For many, it's probably been the worst thing, but for most of us, probably the best thing as well. Out of you all, you know, and you do look, and it is fantastic. As I said at the beginning, you are part of my Aspire team. Aspire, for those that may not know it, is a sort of little ladies group that we have that encourages women to aspire to be the best that they can in God. And Nana has been doing something really amazing for us during this halfway through Lent. So Nana, tell us what you've been doing for us. Yeah, the last 29 days, if I'm right. Um, yeah, we've been doing the Lent motivations. Um, I believe the whole thing started with myself and you having a conversation and we thought oh that would be a brilliant idea because I think I did mention we did it um advent um fasting over Christmas so yeah we'll be doing the length uh, motivations and it's been incredible honestly when when we talked about it and we started I didn't know what I'd got myself into <laughs> I'm gonna be honest um I thought in my head, I thought, you know what, I've got this. I'll do a couple of motivations a day. Yeah, that should be fine. And I think about a week before it started, I thought I, I, I must have got myself in a panic. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, what am I gonna do? And I had I had I had I had a plan because I'm one of those people that like to plan things ahead. So I had a plan of what I was gonna do. Two days before, I must have been waking up about three o'clock. And I just had this heaviness and a voice like telling me, no, that's not what I wanted. And I basically took the book again and read something completely down. I read it the day after and I thought, did I really write this? <laughs> and it must have been from God. And I think it's been one of those things where I have a plan in my head, but things that go out, I have to be honest with you about and 99% of it is strictly not something that I had intended to. And I've really, really enjoyed it because it's, I feel like I'm growing because that's one of the things I prayed for in December. I asked God, I really want to know you more. And I think it's been an amazing opportunity to actually grow myself. And I like the fact that other people are being encouraged from it as well. So, yeah. I think for me personally, it's been brilliant. I wake up in the morning, so I apologise for any sort of text responses. I'm, I'm texting without my glasses on in the morning. Not great, so there's a lot of typos there. And I read the devotions, and it just sets me off in a really good way. And if it's not been in the morning, I sometimes go um, at work and sit in my car yeah. and have that 20 minutes listen to in a Korean worship song. <laughs> <laughs> listen listen to a nice sort of clip that we've a media social media one of the media clips we've put you've put on there and it's really been so diverse and uh, full of blessings and you know you just come across one and you just think oh, 
Yeah, needed that, really needed that today. And I know it's blessed so many other people. If anyone hasn't seen any of the Aspire Lent, they're on Facebook. And if you want to join, please just let us know. We would more yeah. than happy let you join. And we often share them on the church site as well. We try and make sure we get as many people to see them as they can. It's not just for women, um, the Aspire group mainly is, but we'll share all our good blessings that we have anyway. Yeah. Thank you, Nana. You are absolutely amazing. What would you say God is saying to you at the moment? Putting you on the spot there. I know. <laughs> um, oh, gosh, that's really put me on the spot. Um, we are all loved by him, regardless of what we're going through, regardless of um, the circumstance we're going through. Um, he loves us irrespective of who we are, where we're from, what we're going through. I know it's really hard at this time to kind of um, feel God's love, but he really, really loves every one of us. Oh, that's perfect. Absolutely perfect. Thank you, Nana. Thank you for being with us. And, you know, I can't wait for everyone to hear what you've had to share with us today. Thank you. <laughs> Not a problem. Thank God you think they didn't come in. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you, Nana. And thank you, Shan, for that wonderful chat. You know, I love Nana's honesty when, you know, you, you set yourself up to do something and then all of a sudden you think, oh no, what have I let myself in for? And I love the honesty where, where Nana would say, do you know what, in, in the evening I would write something and then get up in the morning and think, oh, did I really write that? Well, welcome to every minister's <laughs> daily bread, really. We, yeah, we look at our sermons and think, oh boy, did I really write that? Anyway, you have been absolutely incredible and I'm going to pray for you, Nana, and I'm going to pray for the Aspire Women's Ministry. Uh, again, as Shan and Nana mentioned, if you would like to be involved in it, just send Nana or send Shan a message and they will try and get you linked up through the Facebook. But Father, I thank you for the, the women in the church. Uh, thank you for Nana, um, who has really, really stood up at this time in order just to present herself before you, in order to listen to you, and also just to, to put out things on Facebook that she believes it is right, that will encourage many, many women across um, Krukern and, and across the, the country and across the world. And we thank you for everyone that is listening to them, and we pray that they continue to be blessed as this season of Lent mm -hmm. continues. But Lord, we thank you for Nana. Thank you for the Ladies Aspire Ministry. Thank you for all the wonderful things that they do. And Lord, just more power to everything that they do and bless them in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Okay, now, um, as you might have heard me say before, obviously we edit down all these little videos, um, but I would just like to say that Shan and Nana actually <laughs> chatted for 20 minutes. And I thought, gosh, if we put the whole thing in, that's going to be a long 20 minutes. And uh, well, so here's one or two things, extra things that they also said. Tea. Did you think that was nice? Did you think an afternoon's cream tea would be I nice? Think that's really nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah and if it's only for two people, and, yeah. it, and it's for two people, so that's going to be fine. If we did it at a Hazelbury Mill or something like that, yeah, it's outside or inside. It would be really sweet. I've had a cream tea then. It's really nice. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I think that'll be good. I think, I think good. I personally feel that should be when we can meet up properly. Our aspire meeting, me and you, an afternoon <laughs> cream tea. We should, should we? Mm. <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> Afternoon creeps <Queen>. in. 
<laughs> yeah, I think we should. I'm going to say, yes, I deserve this. I haven't been up for so long. This is not extravagant. This is normal. Yes. <laughs> I deserve a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm going to let you get on. All right. Yeah. Love you lots. Right, looking forward to this on Sunday. Goodness only knows what Stephen's going to do with the outtakes. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I completely forgot that he does that. Oh, great. Yeah. Interesting. He says he always likes this chatty bit because he says everyone relaxes and thinks that the, the forgotten is being recorded. <laughs> yeah, literally, I really forgot about that. Like, okay, oh, okay. We've said quite a few things now. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what is he going to edit together? <laughs> Steve, I think you are amazing. <laughs> I think you should have that as a soundbite. No, go, do it again. Go on. Steve, I think you are amazing. <laughs> That's the clip. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, yeah, okay. Well, we'll get to that bit in just a moment. But just to let everyone know, five minutes they were talking about tea. Five minutes and 20 minutes they were talking about what they could do to have a cup of tea. Anyway, uh, good gosh. But just to remind you, the most important thing that Nana said within the video was, play it again. Steve, I think you are amazing. <laughs> That's the clip. <laughs> yeah, what can I say? Mm. Yeah, I had to pay Nana an awful lot of money there and an awful lot of cream teas are going to have to, have to be consumed now. Sorry, Nana, we're just going to have to enjoy ourselves. Um, without further ado, I would like to introduce my lovely husband's sermon for today. I have no idea what it is. I personally asked that he should talk about how fantastic his wife is, but he said he didn't want to do that sermon because I'm too fantastic for, you know, for words, obviously. But no, I'm going to introduce Stephen and he's going to give us today's sermon. Hello everyone. You know, next Sunday we begin with the journey towards Easter that is traditionally called Holy Week. Of course, next Sunday is Palm Sunday. But this week I would like us to look at a story which, if it were fitting into the timeline, well, it would actually probably happen just before Easter, just before Holy Week. So. Yeah, we're actually probably right on cue, so to speak. Now this is a story, it's actually quite a long one in total, it's 43 verses of a chapter and it's filled not only with the story but it's got a subplot and I would even say it's got a sub-subplot, so it's quite a complex story. The story has family, it's got love, it's got death, it's got friendship, threat, joy, sadness, it's got misunderstanding, it's got tears, it's got hope as a promise and it's got hope that seems to have failed. It's got quite a few things. In fact there are so many things that I could bring from this story, realistically we just don't have the time. I would, however, encourage you to read the story. Take a little bit of time, perhaps as you get up in the morning and have your coffee or evening before you go to bed. This is an incredible one for you to read and just to absorb. Where is it? It is John chapter 11. John's Gospel, this is the last of seven great miracles that Jesus performs. Okay, John does mention that many more things actually happened. But not only is the last of this great seven miracles, but it stands on its own as the greatest. This is the final piece in the jigsaw. This is the story of how Jesus took on death and won. This 
of course, is the story of Lazarus, whose name actually means God is my help. And of course, in culture today, it actually means to come back from the grave. And here in this passage, actually in the Bible, this story is indeed very, very unique. So what I would like to do, I'm going to read the first 16 verses of this great story, and then I want to highlight what I want to bring before you today. Is that okay? Good. Then we shall begin. Now, there was a man called Lazarus, and he was ill. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Now, this is the Mary whose brother Lazarus now lay ill, was the same one who poured perfume on the feet of our Lord Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, and they said this, Lord, the one that you love is ill. And when he heard this, Jesus said, This illness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed where he was two more days. And then he said to his disciples, Let us go back to Judea. But Rabbi, they said, A short while ago the Jews were trying to stone you, they were trying to kill you. And you want to go back? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours of daylight? Anyone who walks in the day, they will not stumble, for they see by the world's light. It is when a person walks at night that they stumble, for they have no light. Now after he had said this, he went on to tell them this. Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to waken him, him up. And the disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, you know he's going to get better. But Jesus had been speaking of his death, but the disciples thought that Jesus was talking about natural sleep. So then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and for your sake I am glad that I was not there, but so that you may believe. But let's go to him. Then Thomas, also known as Didymus, said to the rest of the disciples, that's it. Let us also go with them, where we also are likely to die. Now, as usual, let me give you a little bit of a background of the setting. Jesus is around 20 miles from the, the issue, the issue where Lazarus is laying, so to speak. Remember, there's no mobile phone, there's no instant message, there's no WhatsApp, no way of making a quick message. So from where Lazarus and the sisters were to where Jesus was, that was the day's journey. There's three things I want to point out just to start with. The first thing is this, it's, it's the family. Now we are told that Jesus had a very close relationship with this family, even a great love for this family. And it was natural for the sisters to bring this news to Jesus. After all, it appears that he was a friend. But oddly enough that we read that the sisters never asked Jesus to heal Lazarus. They were simply content enough to tell Jesus the issue. They were not even asking for him to be there, according to the message. How unusual! How strange! Why not plead for Jesus to act? Why not call in the favour? Surely if you're a friend, you can maybe call in the favour. And surely Jesus doesn't allow bad things to happen to the people he loves, does he? And these were wonderful, wonderful women of God. Surely that has to count for something. 
The second thing, if the first thing was the sisters, the second thing is the disciples. Everyone's mighty men of God, but yet they were still men. Why do I say that? Well, this is one of the many occasions where the disciples, these incredible followers of Jesus, this band of brothers who had been on the road together for almost three years, this is one of those occasions where they seem to be gift, well, blessed with the gift of intelligence. And actually, sorry, I mean the lack of intelligence. On this occasion, these mighty men of God were clearly and simply just men. So remember, the disciples are in on this conversation. They're in on the message that has been received. They're in on the words that Jesus speaks. This illness will not end in death. God will be glorified. They were watching what was going on. The sisters, the disciples. And the third thing is this. Jesus and the disciples were actually in a location. They were laying low, so to speak. They were allowing things to calm down. Why? Well, let's just say the last time Jesus was in the area of Judea, remember where Lazarus was lying ill, he had a bit of a run-in with a few uh, people. There was a party, a festival of dedication, Hanukkah they call it today. And Jesus was in the temple, walking around the temple, and then things went bad. Everything seemed to go downhill. Well, what happened? Well, Jesus tended to insult the people, the powers-to-be of those days. They asked him if he was the Messiah, and he responded that he was, but then said, you know what, not only am I the Messiah, but you don't believe that I'm the Messiah. Touch paper lit, fuse lit, timer on, everything was about to explode. It said they tried to capture Jesus, and he evaded them. Where is he now? He is now 20 miles away. Okay, so with so many things to take from this story, which is why I would encourage you to actually take the time to read it, what do I actually want to communicate and tell you this morning? It's all found in one word, and the word is delay. To delay is to make something or someone late or slow. It's a period when something might happen, well, but it actually doesn't happen. Now, we are told in this story that on hearing the message, the one you love is ill, Jesus decided to stay put for another two days. Now, I'm pretty sure that you, like me, may have experienced delay in some form. Maybe a flight or a bus or a train. Maybe you've been waiting for a tradesperson to come and fix something in your house. Maybe you've been waiting for an, an order that is on its way and all of a sudden you get a message to say it has been delayed. Perhaps even for some of you trying to move house and you find that same delay. But what happens when the very thing that you speak out to God seems to be the thing that you get delayed in? Do you know our story develops and there are several scenes that are being played out in front of us, all because of this delay. The family, well, by the time the messenger actually arrives and tells Jesus the message, it would actually seem that Lazarus was already dead. Now we know that because we are told that by the time Jesus got there, he was four days dead. And Jesus would have known that. Jesus knew the circumstance. Jesus would have known that as he received the message, his friends were grieving and one was dead. The disciples, well, they just didn't get to grips with the story at all. Jesus told them Lazarus was sleeping and they thought, hey, no big problem, he's going to get better. And then Jesus had to put it a little bit more bluntly, he's dead. And then they got a little bit more concerned about, well, we're going to have to go back to that place where they tried to run us out of town the last time. And they just didn't seem to have the same, be on the same page. But my question is this, what happens when God seems to be delayed in your moment? Do you know, Mary and Martha are grieving. The disciples are, well, let's just say they're confused. 
Um, but hold on a moment, because if Jesus loved him, why did Jesus allow him to suffer? If Jesus loved them, why not just say the word? Remember, the disciples had seen many great miracles. Why would God let his friends fall ill? And these are all actually very, very good questions. And maybe these are questions that you have felt while watching a moment unfold in your life, even right now perhaps. Maybe you've even said those same questions, God, where are you? God, help. God, send help. God, come quickly. Yet there seems to be a delay. So, how do we handle a delay? How do we handle it when God seems to go in that little bit silent? You know, there are three simple things that I would love to share with you from this passage, which I, actually, which I actually think might help us tremendously. They're invitations. And by the way, when I say help you through this passage, I don't mean this isn't three ways to avoid delay or three ways to get around God's waiting. This is things that I've observed. So the three things themselves. These are things that God has offered to us. The first one is this. God knows the moment. God knows your moment. God knows what is going on. Psalm 139 talks about God knows when I sit, when I stand. Every thought that I have is before him. He knows me and he knows everyone. And remember, don't get your knowing confused with someone else's knowing. God knows us all uniquely. I know the plans that I have for you, we're also told. God's plans for Lazarus were not the same as the plans that he had for the disciples or for the sisters. God knows what is going on. Jesus was well aware of the moment, yet he still waited. So don't think silence is God avoiding your situation. The second thing is God offers his promises. In this story he says this illness will not end in death, yet in the natural it seemed to. Yet this promise had a focus, and the focus was this, that God would be glorified through the moment. You see, Jesus had a very different view on life and death. Death is natural for a child of God, yet it is never the end. For Jesus, the promise was spoken. In the previous chapter, uh, chapter in John 10, Jesus actually promises that a life, an abundant life, is one of those things that you will get if you follow him. He will be with you, he will protect you, he will be your strength, he will be your answer, he will be your guide, he will provide for you, he will give you peace, and he will always, always, always love you. Promises are never tied up in a delay. And the third thing is this, God offers his presence. Do you know, in our story, we're told that four days, after four days, Jesus turns up. Were they happy to see him? Gosh, I'm not sure, because it was quite a mix going on. But yet, it would seem that in the silence, still, God was with them. So how does that work for you and me? Well, through the Holy Spirit, of course. We are told that the Holy Spirit will remind us of Jesus. The Holy Spirit is here to help us in our walk with God. The Holy Spirit will teach us what is best. He will dwell with us. He will convict the world of sin. Yet he is an incredible source of revelation, wisdom and power. The Holy Spirit will guide me in truth, including in what is to come. The Holy Spirit gives gifts to God's people. He helps us in our weakness and he also intercedes for us. So what do I do when I feel God is delayed? Do you know what? Jesus showed up in the midst of tears, even in the midst of unbelieving people who also said, why did Jesus let his friend die? Yet Jesus spoke and he said, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives and believes in me will never ever die. Do you believe this? Friends, when delay happens, 
we are encouraged to believe in what Jesus has already spoken. And the question he asks of us, quite simply, is, do you believe? So do not be afraid of a delay, because God is still working through the promises. God is still working through the present, through his presence, through the Holy Spirit. But God is well aware of your moment. Don't give up. Believe in Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Stephen. Um, myself and Stephen, Stephen never ever tells me what he's going to preach on, and it's always something different. And when I take notes for a sermon or from what I'm listening, I'm not your usual note, um, take it, it bit by bit. I literally pull out different things. And I asked Stephen what he'd like me to, to introduce the sermon today. And he said, I haven't got a title, so I've given you a title for your sermon, Can I Have a P? And those of you that watched Blockbusters many years ago, that was always the running joke on that little, on that little show, Can I Have a P? God has a plan, he has a promise, and he has a presence in our lives. And for me, the one thing I got out of all that, that when we've got that delay, Mary and Martha accepted the situation and just allowed God's plan presence and promise to fulfill in their lives and for me when I was listening to that I just felt that God was saying that you know those P's are really important I've got a plan for you I've got a promise for you and I've got my presence with you just accept the situation I'm going to be with you as we listen to the um, next worship song what I would like you to do if God has spoken to you through Stephen's sermon, if there's been a line, if there's been a phrase, if there's been something, if God has revealed, or even this week, if God has revealed something to you, please bless us with what you have because God works through all of us. And you may have something there that is just going to be an absolute blessing to me, um, to Stephen, to everyone that is participating in this meeting today. So please feel free to make a comment and just add to what God has brought Stephen for the rest of us. Thank you. It's lovely. Worthy of every song we could ever sing. Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. the name above every other name Jesus the only one who could ever say worthy of every breath we could ever breathe we live for you we live for you worthy we sing worthy of every song we could ever sing Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe We live for you Jesus Jesus, the name above every other name Jesus, the only one who could ever say 
Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe We live for you We live for you Love to those around 
trust in you, O Lord, and I will not be shaken. I will build my life upon your love. It is a foundation, and I will put my trust in you, O Lord, and Upon your word, it is a firm foundation, and I will put my trust in you alone, and I will not be shaken. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, um, Simon and Jack, um, Simon and Kieran, um, Simon and Kieran, Jackie and Kieran. You know, literally, my teeth have not been in today um, for the worship, the live worship that you've done this week. A um, few comments that have come up. Wait for Lord. Just wait. And that is probably one of the hardest things any of us ever, ever have to do: is wait for God's promises to be fulfilled in our lives. Three Ps, what a wonderful way to remember what God is doing in our lives. Um, what God says is, is not what sometimes we feel. Um, God does have promises over our lives and sometimes our feelings in the world can overtake God's promises and we forget that in our lives. Um, someone added perseverance, perseverance to see it through. That's another, bit, another P that we can have. And knowing this is one thing, accepting it is another. Mm. And it is that acceptance which goes with that waiting, which as human beings we find really, really difficult. Um, yeah, and I would love to say I've, this is the answer, how to, how to wait, how to accept. I still struggle with these things. I still find it difficult to accept and wait for God's timings in my life and for my situations. I just pray that God, wherever you are, that if you're in the plans, knowing that God has got a plan for you, if that's where you are, that God will be with you. That if you are trying to hold on to those promises, that you remember those promises. Write them down today. Don't forget them. Put them in a journal. Put them somewhere to remind yourselves of those promises. Um, whether it's perseverance you need, Okay, or whether it is that presence. And if it's the presence that you need, turn everything off later and just sit in God's presence. Go outside, wrap up warm, and just look at nature and be in his presence. But you know what? Thank you. Thank you, Stephen, for everything. Excellent. Bless you guys. Thank you for all your comments. Please do. Um, in the week, if you get a delay, just God knows. God knows exactly what's going on. It's been absolutely fantastic. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Um, I would just also like to say thank you. On the, um, on the live stream and on the sound desk today, we had Aoife running things with the, and she's been ably helped by Kieran. So well done, Aoife, and well done, Kieran, for uh, steering her in the right direction. Um, but so thank you for everyone. 
I really, really pray that you have a blessed week. Mm. Remember, next Sunday is Palm Sunday, the beginning of Holy Week, and we shall begin that journey together. But may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. And may the Lord be gracious unto you Amen. and give you peace. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for watching.